Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, November 14th, 2015, and you are tuned in to another edition of The Misty Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me once again is my co-host and partner in crime, Dee. <laughs> hey, Dee. How you doing hey. on this cool and beautiful Saturday evening? Don't you love this nice, cold and snuggly Saturday Afternoon, evening, nice and warm, snugging your your electric blanket. <laughs> yeah, for those of those, well, you wouldn't know that. But um, to the listeners out there, I'm just sitting in my office chair right now, wrapped up in my electric blanket. I just like being cuddly and snuggly. I'm enjoying this cool weather. It's lovely. We need some cocoa. I know. We need I'm cocoa. See, do I have any cocoa? You need cocoa and a fire, and it would just be perfect. And a great book. Oh my God! Please don't even. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know what? I do have a fireplace. There you go. <laughs> you you know, get a book and just you know that would be me for the rest of the day. Take me on. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just living out here in the south. We just get tired of all the hot weather, so for us, it's finally cooling down, so we're just extremely happy about that. I know probably because it's but you don't understand. Our humidity is like insane, so it has gone away, thanks to the Lord, and it is cooling off. You can actually go outside and not have to walk to the mailbox and come back and take a shower, so it's great. Exactly, and hopefully it will stay that way, but sometimes in our neck of the woods, that's not always the case, but no, we're hoping. We could be at 90 by next Friday, so yeah, but you know, the I felt funny today because I didn't get to see you. Oh no, we usually hook up on um on Saturdays, but we didn't we didn't get a chance to do our normal little you know come together kind of a thing. So it's okay, my um we'll, we'll come together. I don't know, it's weird. It's weird, so we'll come together. And yeah, you know, I was thinking about though. I guess with the holidays nearly upon us. I was thinking, well, we'll we'll soon be getting together because, you know, we have to do our shopping and Black Friday's like less than two weeks away. So I'm sure we'll get together and do some stuff and worry your parents. They'll worry about us and, you know, our usual. Yeah, our usual kind of a thing. So everything will, <laughs> it's about that time. To yeah. Getting into the whole holiday season of the thing. So, well, I'm quite sure we'll be coming together pretty soon <laughs> to, to, to um, keep each other company and, and watch out for each other. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, speaking of the holidays, um, we're going to take a break on Saturday, November 28th as a continuation of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I remember we did do a show on that Saturday last year, but I think we'll use that day to kind of recuperate from all the merriment. And, you know, for me, I also need to use that de- that um, weekend to kind of get all my decorations up because I start on Black Friday, put my Christmas trees, I say trees, plural, put my trees up. So I think I might use that Saturday. But um, no fear, we will air next Saturday, which will be the 21st. We just won't be on the Saturday after the 28th. We're just going to take a little break, and then we'll come back, you know, for our December 5th show. So we will be here next Saturday. We will be back. 
And as far as next Saturday's show, we have not come up with our topic just yet, but that's coming soon, and I will hopefully have that scheduled for you guys by Monday. Okay, today's episode is Parrots as Pets, Are You Really Committed? But before we get into today's topic, we want to give out the answer to yesterday's pet trivia question. Okay, the question was, which bird did Benjamin Franklin feel should have been the national bird of the United States rather than the bald eagle. Ooh. I can't even think of another bird that I would think would be the, the national bird other than the bald eagle. Hmm. Is it a parrot? I some strange <laughs> You know what? It's actually not a parrot. No? It's much, okay. much bigger. It's much, much bigger. Oh, my God. Is it like a hawk vulture or something? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it's it's bigger than that. It, it this bird you won't see in the air though. Oh oh okay oh oh oh. It's, is it like a peacock? Close. There is plumage. There is plumage, and it goes along with this time of year. Turkey. Yep, the turkey. The turkey. <laughs> he he felt that the turkey should have been the um, national bird for the U.S. Really. He said that turkeys were more respectable than the eagle, and turkeys were natives of North America, so he felt like they should have been our national bird. Okay. <laughs> I love myself. You know, we did, did we do a show on turkeys or something? Mm-hmm. We did. We did last year. We did turkeys as pets because I was going to remind everybody if you missed that episode, it was a really good one, you know, and you can always go back and listen to that one in the archives, um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash She's a Tory, and I always spell that for people just in case because I know they're like, what? So it's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E, blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a Tory. Go back and listen to Turkeys as Pets if you, you know, didn't listen last year. It was a pretty cool episode. Yeah, because we learned a lot about turkeys. <laughs> I didn't know. And now I did not know that we could have actually been thinking about the turkey instead of the bald eagle. Yes. Mm-hmm. On our paper money, we could have had a picture of a turkey instead of an eagle on there. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to knock it because if we had grown up with it, we would have been saying, ah, I'm all eagles. No, I think I like the turkey. So, hey, yeah. turkeys yeah. are cool, too. They're very cool. So thanks to HolidayInsights.com for providing our trivia question and answer. For those of you who got the answer correct, consider yourself pet trivia pros. If you want there you go. You're smarter than the average bear, smarter than a fifth grader. Well then again maybe not. Star for you. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know next week's pet trivia question ahead of time, be sure to read Friday's blog entry at she's a torty dot blogspot dot com. The answer will be given out on next Saturday's show. Um already gave out the information about turkeys as pets, so make sure you go back and listen to that. Some information used in today's episode can be found on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. Okay, now on to today's episode, Parrots as Pets. Are you really committed? Okay, let me let me clear something up. Let me give me to cut you off here. I'm going to just clear something up with, by the title. Um, I just want to say that there there wasn't any meaning in the title to insinuate that parrots make bad pets. They don't. 
Um, but they do make different pets compared to, say, your typical dog or cat, and yeah, they come exactly. along with unique challenges. Yes, exactly. And there are an estimated 11 million birds living as pets within the U.S. Uh, United States, which I didn't know that, but the parrots are thought to be the fourth most common household animal after dogs, cats, and fish. So there's a lot of them out there. I didn't know that. You know, I just, I, I, you know, I think about pets. And I always automatically, of course, go to dogs, and then you go to cats, and then you go to them. But I, I, I don't think about birds, per se, as much, but I didn't realize there was that many birds living in the United States. Yeah, there, there are a lot of them, and um, I, I I think that's very interesting, you know, um, but it was the further reading, because I actually started reading this a couple of weeks ago when I was um, trying to come up with some pet topics, and I was reading about birds as pets, and when I saw some of the other statistics, I didn't like it, and I was like, I need to do a show about this, because I was reading about how many of them were being, like, given away or kept in basements and garages, you know, because, you know, the owners would kind of get overwhelmed with them. Um, so I wanted to do an episode, you know, where we could potentially avoid any undue suffering for these birds or their owners, but mainly for the birds because they're the, you know, the innocent victims in this. Exactly. So we want potential owners to clearly know what they're taking on when they choose to be a parent, pet parent. So that's the point of this show. Exactly, because, um, you know, you see them and you always see them and you'll see probably in movies or something like that, and you'll see whether you walk through the house and you see there's a bird over there and they're, like, speaking and the bird's speaking back and, and different things, and you think, oh, that's so cool. That would be nice. But there's a lot behind having having a parrot as a pet. So so that's, you know, like you were saying, that's the reason and, and that's the information we want to get out. Not so much that, no, you shouldn't have a parrot, but you should understand that there's a lot that goes into having a bird as a pet. Yeah, I I didn't know that they um they demanded you know such a kind of huge amount of your time because I, I was on this site you know and, and I'll post this on on our social media but they were saying they're such social and intelligent animals that they demand a huge amount of attention and mental stimulation in order to thrive. So yeah. you have to be willing to give them that attention, and if you know you're a person you you just want a very independent pet who doesn't really need that much attention, a parrot may not be the pet for you. Yeah, and, you know, and, and not just that, because when you get a pet, the first thing that you should kind of consider is the upkeep of that pet. I mean, first of all, well, first of all is, is this pet, you know, compatible with my lifestyle, whatever. But also, you have to understand the maintenance of this pet. And for, as far as like a parrot, if you get a small parrot, the cost can be fairly cheap. Now, they were saying from um, Fedemy.com, uh, a Budgie, which I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's B-D-G-I-E. I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah, budgie. Yeah, that's right. Budgie, which is so cute. A budgie parrot <laughs> will only cost you about $20 in the U.S. And, it's a decent, and a decent-sized cage for the bird probably won't cost over $50. But that's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, kind of economical and everything. Now, larger and less common parrots demand a higher price, and you should expect to pay anywhere between Four hundred to ten thousand dollars for a large. Ouch! Family. Yes, and then you need to spend about the same on the cage, and that's just the bird in the cage. That's not to say, you know, you know, once you get the pair, you'll need to spend money on food and replacement toys and replacement perches and veterinarian care and this continual upkeep cost. 
So we so that the science calculated that the average small bird, a parakeet, or a love bird will cost between three hundred and fifteen to five hundred dollars a year to keep alive and well, and a large parrot like a macaw will cost you between six hundred and fifty to twelve hundred seventy-five dollars a year to keep. So if we just just kind of do the math, people, understand this is money you're putting out, and this is probably just maintenance. It's not if something should happen where you might have extra costs that come into that. You know, God forbid there's a medical problem that that, that bird might have continuously that you have to continuously buy medicine for and upkeep. So just keep in mind that that maintenance cost is a yearly cost that you're going to have to be out of pocket for. So Put that into to consideration when you're thinking, oh, I can just get a pet or a bird and it won't be so bad because I won't have to walk it and I won't have to do this. And I won't have to, you won't have to do a lot of that stuff that you might have to do for a dog or something like that. But there are things that are going to be factored in here that is going to be a lot more demanding of, you know, time and money. Wow. That, and see, that wouldn't have even been something I would have thought about because I, just like you were saying, you would think, oh well, you know, it's just a bird. It wasn't. It's a bird. Shouldn't yeah, shouldn't be that much of a big deal. Yeah, you put it in the cage, you feed it some bird tea, you put a little water bottle in there, and you're done. No. Yeah. <laughs> and they're cute, and they talk to you, and probably want a cracker and that kind of thing. Yeah, but... and you know, you cover them up at night, you're good. No. Yeah. No. Nope. They were saying like, you know, parrots, you know, they take a lot of, of, they need a lot of mental stimulation as well as just, you know, um just, you know, the upkeep because they're very, I think they were saying like they have the mental capacity of like a four-year-old toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to keep them entertained, especially the larger You have to keep them entertained and give them things that will entertain them because they can feel emotion and they can become depressed and they can become despondent and they can become, you know, just like a, like a little toddler where you have to kind of keep them um um, entertain and interactive and, and keep their mind stimulated because that's a part of it. That's a part of their upkeep, which I didn't. I mean, I know you want to interact with them, but I didn't know that you have to give them that much attention and that much of, you know, just just um, um, just guidance and things like that. So it's like you have to put in work with, with these birds. Yeah, I was reading here where they were saying the average parrot needs two to six hours of direct interaction outside the cage from you or one of your family members every day in order to maintain mental health. And also remember, like we were talking about last week, um, parrots, certain species, they can live to be 80 years or more. Exactly. So that's a very long-term commitment. Exactly. So you're, like, thinking about, you know, this is daily. I think that's a daily thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Two to six hours of direct interaction, and this isn't in the cage. This is them out of the cage. So if you're thinking about you already have pets in the house, plus you already have um, small kids or kids in the house, and you already have work demands, you already have household demands, you have to factor this into your life, and, and how are you going to divide that time up? So if you already have two dogs, a cat, a goldfish, and da-da-da, and you think, oh, I want to get a bird because it'll be nice. Or it might, like, they were saying in one side, I was reading, they were saying that some people get birds because they think it'll look good inside the house, but they'll find a bird that will fit their decor, which I'm like, that's insane. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to find a bird because it looks nice inside your house and it fits your, your living room. Oh, it would be great to have a bird over in the corner, like a piece of furniture or something. No. <laughs> that's probably not a good idea to buy a bird. That's probably not one of the benchmarks you want to put up as the factor of whether or not you get a bird or not. So it's, it's something you need 
to factor in and think about it, you know, that 1,200, you know, 1,275, if you're getting a big bird over the span of 80 years, that's a year. So can you imagine how much money, and that's just for, you know, upkeep without maybe prices kind of factored into it or emergency management factored into it. So that's a long time, people. That's a long time. A very long time, and keep in mind, even if you're 20, when you get the bird, if he lives for 80 years, you're looking at being 100. So, I mean, once again, that that's an issue, too. Like, if something happens, if that bird outlives you, do you have a backup plan? Do you have somebody who's willing to take your parrot? Exactly. So, keep that in mind. You have to keep that in mind. And, and they were also, and I, you, you might have been on the same side that I was on, Jay, about having the patience. You know, you have to have patience because they all, you know, some of them have strange behaviors that can be annoying or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they could be playful and loving and loyal and beautiful, as they say, and easy to train. But, you know, some of them are loud. You know, they were saying that sometimes it might be what the, the human person is teaching them to be loud, but then you might have one that's just loud. So if you live in an apartment complex, or if you live in close proximity of, of, of people, you want to take in consideration that this bird might have behaviors that are just natural to them, you know, but might be, you know, disruptive to your neighbors or disruptive to people that might live in close proximity to you. Mm-hmm. So you need to take that into consideration before you just, you know, oh, great, I'll get a bird because I don't have to walk out, I don't have to do anything, and it'll be great. There are a lot of other things that come with it. There are a lot of other things that come with it. They have territorial kind of issues where they might be sort of cage territorial or um, I think where I think they were saying where you don't want to maybe get two female birds or something like that because they don't get along very well. <laughs> they don't get along very well. So you might want to think about if you're getting multiple birds. And if you get multiple birds, another thing, you know, think about those costs times two. So if you get multiple birds that they, you know, you might want to make them male just because they kind of jail a little bit better than two females. And, you know, I was reading where they were talking about some of the strange behaviors, and they were talking about um, the Quaker parrot, which you probably read about this day. The Quaker parrot becomes extremely territorial in this cage during the breeding season, but the lorikeet have a way of shooting their poop across the room when relieving themselves after a meal. Can you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I just read that and I thought, well, that would be fun because they've just had a great meal and all of a sudden you see poop fly around. And it's not that they're doing that, you know, you know, that's just their normal behavior. That's what they normally do. And if they were in the wild, because I think they were saying, like, you know, a lot of parents are wild uh, animals or or, or um, come from the wild or what have you. I guess some of them can be domesticated or whatever, but a lot, their natural thing is from the wild or what have you. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. But um, just being there and all, just all of a sudden you see poop fly across, but that's just a normal thing. You can't just get upset about it. You can't, you know, react in a way that would cause you to be abusive towards this this bird. So you need to do your research and do your study, and especially if you you kind of pinpoint, okay, this is the kind of bird I want. Do your research. Do your research and find out what are the natural behaviors of this bird. What's the, up, the estimated cost of upkeep for this bird? Because 
there might be things that you're not aware of that you get this bird in your house, you haven't done research, and then after the fact, you've done this, and then now you're stuck with this bird that you don't really want to have because of the whole, you know, things that come with it, which, you know, that is something you should have kind of addressed prior to bringing that bird into your life. Right, and they don't naturally know how to behave appropriately, you know, so there can be some training involved, but you just have to have the patience to give them time, you know, to get accustomed to proper behaviors. You can't just bring them in and expect them to know how to behave properly because they're not human. And like Dee was saying, they just have that natural wildness in them. Yeah, I mean, some of them bite. Yeah, did you see, did you see, like, because on one of the articles they showed, like, this person's arm where a macaw had bitten them and they were showing, like, a bite mark. That that was pretty bad. I didn't go in to look at the bite marks. I was like, I don't want to see that. But I, I read about them actually biting, and it's because because they were saying a lot of it comes from, you know, the certain body language that the bird is giving you. But if you're not trained to 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 be aware or recognize that maybe the bird is becoming agitated or there's something going on and you just continue to do what you're doing to agitate them, being unaware, they're going to react and strike out. And so they probably or maybe they were trying to give you signals to say back off, back away, get away from me, leave me alone. Not a good time, but if you are not aware, if you if you don't do research, if, if you don't put yourself in situations that you become familiar with, with their behaviors, their body languages, then you're probably going to, you know, like the article was saying, nine times out of ten they're going to have a bad day and they're going to bite you. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, Jay, these bites are serious. They were talking about this one particular lady that was actually a trainer in a bird sanctuary kind of a place, and one of the birds bit her lip, and it split it so bad that she actually had to have plastic surgery. And this is someone who has been trained, you know, many, many years to interact with birds, and, you know, it just happens. So these things will just happen. So you have to be prepared that, you know, this could happen to you, and you can't all of a sudden say, you know what, this bird's crazy, da-da-da, and just talk it away. Oh, yeah, because I, I even know with Missy, now any any pet can bite you. You know, if you're a yeah, dog yeah. owner or a cat owner, you're, you're going to get bit because Missy's bit me, you know, many times. She'd get mad at me and she'd bite my ankles. Yeah. But, you know, so not, we're not trying to make it seem like a parrot biting you is so much worse than any other pet. But still, if you have one of those bigger birds, like a macaw, because on this other site I saw, where they said it's estimated that a large macaw has the bite strength of 500 to 700 pounds per square inch. So, yeah, you could really get hurt. You could get hurt, and, you know, not just like a little scratch. Well, you might actually have to get stitches. So you're, you're sitting there getting stitches, and you're thinking, this bird's crazy. I need to get rid of this bird. But you need to make sure that you're willing to go. Because, you know, even Boomer, Boomer, you know, would yap at you and, and do certain things. But he, they just have bad days. You know, there's something going on. And and they're going to retaliate, you know. You just have to, you know, just understand that that's going to happen. But you can't react in a way where you think, oh my God, this bird's crazy, da da da, and you know, I got to get rid of it. I got to, you know, you know, and do things that are going to be abusive towards the towards the birds. Right, right. Um, the other thing I don't know. Did you see where it said that like some of them they have vocalizations that are so loud they can be heard from miles away. Exactly, which I did. You know, I know that can be loud, but I'm like, good lord! But you think about it, though, Jay. These are things. These are animals that were normally out in the wild, 
and they use their, you know, their vocalizations or whatever to communicate to other birds, mm-hmm. you know, when it's mating or whatever. I don't know what they're doing. But, and their vocalization is similar to that of a human. So you can think of, we can get pretty loud, but then you put it in them and they can project. So you can probably imagine if this bird is just, you know, deciding, because there was uh, a friend of mine had a bird, and and I guess, I don't know, but they said the bird just got to where it just wanted to just start to sing, but it would just sing one little phrase at the top of the song over and <laughs> over over and over and over again, and because they would all, when it did it, they they would rush in and say, hush, because it was at night, and they would rush in and say, hush, 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 be quiet, you can't do that, hush. But they wanted to see that person. So they learned that if I do this continuously, they will come see me. So it became this thing where the the parrot would just sing just over loud, and the person would come in, and they would just stop for a minute, then they would quiet down, and they would sit there, and then they would do it all over again. And it, they trained, and it was an essence where they were training them to say, if you do this, I'll come see you. And they were just missing it. They wanted to have some playtime. They wanted to just, you know, hang out with them. But it was like 2 in the morning, and people had to work the next day. So it was like one of those things where it, you, you, you might encounter something like this because that's part of their natural behavior. They are loud. Some of them are loud, very loud. You know, this before we go off, I just want to make sure that you know I get this point across. Um, and I'm and I'm just going to read this verbatim, and because I, I just want people just to know what they're getting into, because we just want to make sure that the the birds you know get to a good home where somebody has the patience and the tolerance for them, and who would really love them and give them a good home. But um, here it says it's only after the the bird arrives home and the excitement has worn off. Is the unsuspecting consumer hard hit with the reality of parrot parenthood, the additional cleaning, the destruction of personal property, sudden biting and behavior problems, and continual screaming are more than most people can tolerate. As a result, some parrots are forced to live their entire lives in closets, garages, and basements or in makeshift outdoor cages and aviaries subjecting the bird to the elements in unsuitable weather and dangerous predators. Others pass the bird on to unsuspecting consumers without a word of caution. It's estimated that the majority of all captive parrots eventually end up in at least five homes before suffering and dying prematurely. See, all this could be avoided. Exactly. Exactly. You just, you just, it's, it's something that you don't have to, experience or go through, it can be avoided, and it's just one of those things where you really, really need to do your research. You really, really need to do your research because it's not just as simple as saying, oh, this is such an easier animal because I can just take the animal, put it in a cage, feed it some bird feed, get it some water, and, you know, you know, that's, you know, covered up at night and we're good. These are long-term, and these animals take a lot of attention and a lot of upkeep and a lot of maintenance for them. True, in fact, that if you get a smaller one, you might not have to do as much, but you still have to do some. So you really, really need to take that into consideration before you you get, you know, you really might want to get around groups that are around people that already have uh, parrots and, and just kind of see what they have to go through and see what, what you know, 
maintenance and upkeep and, 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 and behavioral issues that they've experienced. Talk to veterinarians about it because you don't want to get in a situation like you were saying, Jay, where you get this animal and then you're stuck with it, as you think, because of something or something they've done. And now you, you're getting it out of the house and you say, well, where can we put it? You throw it out in the garage or you put it in the closet or you... If anything, you let it go, and that's something you don't want to do is to release a cat's parrot into the wild. It's just most most of the time they're going to die, and it sounds harsh, but it you know, and if it does survive, and you know, it 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 can breed with other ones and produce diseases within the community of the bird. So it's not good at all. Definitely, you know, um, they estimate that most pet parrots rarely survive their first year and others suffer before dying prematurely from abuse and neglect. Those who survive often exist in deplorable conditions with no quality of life and they suffer from loneliness. So just just really, you know, think before you get a parrot, you know, and just like um, we were talking about with some, some of the other pets, um, if you are going to get one, adopt and rescue, never breed or buy birds. You know, just like how we were talking about with the puppy meals and all of that stuff. But just like Dee was saying, just do your homework and just be sure that that's really what you want to do. But if you do end up in a situation where you get a parrot and it's just not working out, you do have options. But like Dee was saying, never just release it just out, you know, into your neighborhood or something. Don't do that. You do have options, and we'll post some of that, some of those on our um, social media site. Exactly, exactly. Well, this was an educational show, and I hope that all of our listeners actually learned something from this. And I know I learned something. I did. Um, cause we want more than that. Because I always thought the first, you know, pageant would be great to own them, but I'm like, I know I probably couldn't put that much energy or time into it. Right, exactly. So if you don't think you have that amount of time, you don't have that type of patience, the parrot may not be the best pet for you, but just do your research. And we are actually out of time, but just be sure to join us next Saturday at our usual time of 5 p.m. Central. We don't know our topic just yet, but I will have that posted for you guys by Monday, and it will be on our social media pages, and I will also post it on our Blog Talk Radio site. You guys have a great weekend, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.